Welcome to With Love, a podcast founded by women, produced by women, about women in technology. There is a huge place for women in tech, and this podcast is going to get well into the work as a leading contributor to help change the trajectory and see the rise of women in technology. Sit back and enjoy as our young female hosts share energy with experienced professional women in technology. Welcome to the Wit Love Podcast, a podcast that is connecting young hosts like me to professional women in tech, where we'll get to share some wisdom and learn about each other in the process. My name is Cassie Ann Hutchinson, and I am a math graduate from the University of Waterloo and a security strategy analyst at Sun Life. I am motivated by fostering community and have a passion for fintech innovation. I have led several strategy, data, diversity initiatives for national and local organizations, including Aspire, TD Bank, Motivate Canada, the Merit Award Bursary Program, and the University of Waterloo FinTech Club. Outside of work and volunteering, you could usually find me working towards my fitness goals and staying immersed in the digital culture by improving my programming skills. Today, I am so excited to welcome back Octavia Howell. Octavia is an experienced security leader who specializes in governance, networking, cybersecurity, and building operationally excellent, motivated, cross-functional, multicultural teams. She is focused on career growth and helping everyone she encounters reach their career goals. She is a highly technical leader and prides herself on understanding, solving problems, and discovering secure solutions for her business partners. Octavia believes that a security leader should mentor, motivate trust, and lead their teams to act with integrity and openness. She often says a team is only as strong as their leaders, and each leader casts a shadow that they will be held accountable for. Octavia received a Bachelor of Science degree in Computer Science and Mathematics from Spelman College and holds CISSP, GISP, GCWN, and GSLC GIAC certifications. Octavia is the founder and CEO of Augustus Redefined, an organization focused on the advancement of Black women in cyber. She is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, the Information Technology Senior Management Forum, where she leads the CISO Forum, ISACA, ISC Squared, the Executive Women's Forum, Fort and Cybersity. In her spare time, Octavia enjoys traveling, spending time with her family, and mentoring. She truly believes that we are placed on this earth to help each other achieve greatness. Octavia, we are so delighted to have you back on the show. We started off last time with a great, great conversation, and we knew our audiences would love to hear it, and hopefully are really going to enjoy the second piece that we have for them today. So welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Cassian. I'm very, very excited to be here with you. I just love talking to you, so I'm excited. Likewise, amazing. We're going to kick this off with a couple of rapid fire warm up questions just so that myself and the audience can get to know a little bit more about you. So what is the best thing that you have bought so far this year? Oh, this year? <laughs> um, well, so it wasn't for me. Um, I think the best thing, so we just uh, finished Halloween and my children dress as anime characters. 
I think the best thing was like me actually finding a Tegan um, costume for my daughter. So she was like a female Tegan and Tegan, and she was super excited. I like drew um, the uh, the red circles on her face or whatever. And it was really cool. And then my son was Monkey D. Luffy off of One Piece. So I, guess I don't buy things for me. So except makeup. <laughs> Like, I guess that would be the best thing. Right. That's incredible. And I've definitely seen a lot of great costumes this year. I think the best one I've seen was a bubblegum dispenser. Someone had, like, the little 25-cent cool. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I saw a lot of Sailor Moon, which I loved that as a kid. Um, so I thought it was great. That's amazing. One more warm-up question. Pick your favorite decade and tell us why it's your favorite. I guess my favorite decade uh, had to be the 2000s only because um, I, and I'm, I'm going to just talk about why me, like why 2000, um, because that's when I was a teenager and it was really, really, it was like when he was a, a older teenager, like teenager into adulthood. And I was able to like buy my own clothes and do my own thing. And I used to wear, um, I used to wear like these chokers and my hair was like always like the right. best. Um, and then you can kind of go away, going around saying whatever to everybody, and nobody thought it was rude, but if you say it now, it's a problem. <laughs> so I just go around and be like, whatever, whatever. So, <laughs> I think that's. I think that's great. And definitely Y2K fashion is making a comeback. Um, things that I've seen when I was in elementary school that I was like, oh my gosh, I probably should not have worn that. That was a fashion don't. Apparently it's trendy now. So it's always interesting to see the cycles. <laughs> Excellent. So from our last interview, I recall you were quite passionate about the issue of women being told that they are not technical enough for certain technology roles and women buying into that well-documented stereotype. This is something that I also personally uh, struggle with sometimes as well. We wanted to continue the conversation and let women know today that you indeed are technical enough. So what is it about hearing women use that sentence, I am not technical enough, or I am not technical, that you most object to and why? Yeah, the, one of the things that I have realized throughout my career is no one has ever actually told any of these women that they're not technical, right? It's what we tell ourselves. And a lot of times what we tell ourselves is our worst enemy. Um, we can always say, you know, I used to have this, um, I used to have this saying on my desk that says, never tell yourself no. And telling yourself that you're not technical enough for a role is the same as saying that telling yourself no. One, because you don't even know what it takes to be in that role. Two, um, just because of our very nature, a lot of us are very analytical, very, uh, very understand math, understand how to put things together, understand how to engineer things. I mean, especially those of us who grew up in, you know, a household that wasn't um, that affluent, we know how to put some things together and make some things work. That is engineering. Right. And a lot of times when we say we're not technical, we don't have a technical background. We don't even know what that means. I've never, ever heard a male, especially a white male, say I am not technical enough. Right. And I think we do ourselves a disservice and we just have to stop telling ourselves that we can't do things. Right. Um, I think another thing that bothers me is that when we talk about women coming into security, 
we will stand in front of our audience full of women and we'll say, oh, in order to come into security, you don't have to be technical. While most of the women in there may actually be technical themselves, maybe programmers, maybe engineers, maybe it's like we still talk to women as if we're living 40, 50 years ago. Like yes. we could not work and we could not go to school. And we could not do things. And it's kind of like, no, I'm, maybe 40, 50 is, is too recent, 70 years ago. Right. And we're not in that state anymore. And I think we need to get our, out of our own way and be able to tell ourselves that we are enough. Right. Um, we, we know how to do things. And sometimes the skills that we have are the very things that these companies need or that a, you know, to be an entrepreneur that you need to be able to be successful, but you continue to tell yourself no. Right. I think you said so many incredible points in what you said. So thank you so much for sharing. And one thing that comes to mind is I had um, one of my AVPs when I was in TD said, a no is a yes with constraints. And a lot of times when you first think of you know, the concept of not being technical enough. It almost seems like a no point blank, but nothing's ever a no. There's always a yes in there, but there's constraints. So it's a matter of finding what those constraints are. And sometimes when it comes to being technical, it's a matter of, okay, what more do I need in order to fit this role or to, to be a little bit more tech savvy if that's what I so choose, but it's never a point blank no. And what I love in what you said is, is really, we typically tend just based on our kind of aptitude as women to have those analytical skills or have some of those fundamental competencies that would allow us to be technical. So it's not a matter of we're not technical. We've already demonstrated that through, through certain capacities. It might just be a matter of kind of mapping our aptitudes and skills to a specific job or role. So again, really appreciate you saying that. And I do think a lot of times we stand in our own way. So I'd love to know um, in your role as a mentor, senior leader, tech, senior tech, senior technology leader and advocate. So I'd love to know in your role as a mentor, senior technology leader and advocate, how are you helping to remove this stereotype threat? Yeah, I think some of the things is what I'm doing right now. Um, a lot of people ask me why I speak so much and why I'm at, out um, in the forefront a lot. And I ask the question, if it's not me, is then who? And as long as soon as I can get enough women out in the forefront to help the women that's coming along, I will tap out, right? <laughs> but one of the things that I do, one, Augustus Redefined is, um, is something that is my heart's project. It is helping senior level women who are leaders to support and nurture each other. So many times we pour into and we mentor other women and other people, but we don't get poured into. And so that is kind of what um, one of the things is I pour into them so that they can actually continue to pour out. We pour into each other so that they can continue to spread that message and actually show up and actually be visible so that women can know that you can actually do this. While I have a technical background and my background is computer science and mathematics, there are women who are doing amazing work in technology and business and in cybersecurity who have psychology degrees, business analyst um, backgrounds, who actually have um, artist background, artistic backgrounds. And so we are very upfront and forthright about where we come from because the more we talk, the more we connect, right? The more people can actually say, oh, well, I actually did that, or I actually have a, a medical background. I didn't know that medical background and crisis management and cybersecurity 
are actually interchangeable and they are right and so that's some of the things that I do I'm also just kind of having those conversations anyone who wants to have a conversation with me about where they are um for the most part I'm available sometimes I'm not fully available but if I'm not then I always kind of connect them with someone who can actually help I think that that's so incredible and one thing I love that you said is that you'd never realize what skills that you have personally that you can use to use for and to be an asset in a technology role and I think that's what makes at least for me the technology industry I'm specifically in cybersecurity, but that's what makes it so interesting is that it's not just your developers that you need at the table no for let's say the security awareness piece that you could use psychology you can use behavioral like there's so much that across different backgrounds that when you combine them together, make the very many tenants and faucets that comprise uh, an enterprise cybersecurity program. So it really doesn't matter what your background is, as long as you kind of believe and feel that you really want to be in this field, there's likely something in your background that you can really use to be an asset in a technology field or role. And I love what you said about connecting and talking to people I think that spans like building bridges. I think it's important um, being in this space, not only to kind of think about our own development or even that of a specific person, but also think about how we can build the bridge and keep that bridge open. So we think about, okay, our development, our career, but also helping others that are looking to be in those fields, um, kind of having that space so that they know, okay, this is a bridge and this is something I could follow in order to be in the position or role that they want one day. So I think that was fantastic. And you said that so well. Yeah. Excellent. So as of 2023, women hold 26.7% of technology jobs. Women are still underrepresented in tech. Why do you think this phenomenon still exists today? Yeah, our question, is it technology or is it cyber, right? I feel like technology has made great strides um, when it comes to representing women. Um, Cybersecurity, however, um, is still kind of lacking. And I think that's where that 26% number comes in. Um, One of the things that I believe in, kind of goes back to what we said before, Hmm. for some reason, we have bought into this hype that cybersecurity is some mystical thing. Right. We're we're still I see the same trend with artificial intelligence right now where they're like, oh, the AI, do you know this? And it's like we've we've bought into that for some reason, not realizing that it's a skill set and it's something that we actually is governance, it's controls, is actually looking at things from a programmatic and psychological perspective. It's actually looking at analysis and things that you know we do every day. That is cybersecurity. It's just in a function of you are actually preventing. You're either preventing or you're actually uh, detecting something that actually is already either there or coming, right? And I think that is one of the reasons why we we're not very well represented because there's this mystique about it for some reason. Um, the truth of the matter is, cybersecurity came out of the military. At the time, there was a time when women weren't welcome. In, um, in fighting roles in the middle in the military. That took a little bit of time to actually come around. Um, we are still coming into cyber and that's taken a little bit of time to come around. 
I will say um, I just got back from um, our uh, IT's, uh, ITSMF, IT Senior Management Forum, and Afrotech. I got back yesterday. What I saw there is not what I would have seen 10 years ago. Right. We were in a room. There were probably about 300 and 400 people in a room. Most of them were cybersecurity. They were all black. Most of them were women. Right. Wow. And we actually look at the state of where we are now and where we were 10 years ago. Right. From 5% to 26%. I think it's going to continue to grow. And I think also there's still this, um, this identity crisis within cybersecurity. Women don't know whether to identify with cyber or technology. And so right. I think, honestly, if I'm honest with myself and you're honest with the numbers, there may be some women that actually say, oh, no, I'm, I work in technology, right? But they're really doing cybersecurity. They just may not actually be functioning. So I think the numbers are growing. I think they're better. Um, I do think that it's male. The majority of it is male. But I, I hesitate to say that cybersecurity is male-dominated. Um, because right. domination means that it's kind of like blocking you out. It's not blocking yeah. you out anymore. You need a tag and sister to come on in. I think that that's so great. And it must have been so great to be at that conference where you, you got to see firsthand just the strides that we've made. And even growing up, like I, I knew no one who, especially women, who wanted to kind of go in that space and now as I progressed in my career, just seeing more and more and more, it is really inspiring, especially yourself as an example. So thank you for the work that you do in your community in order to inspire other people to, to be in the space and mentoring them along the way. Of course, it's what I do. Awesome. So how do you think that we can help change the mindset of women almost to help them get out of their own way when it comes to that thought or idea of I'm not good enough in the hopes that it would encourage them to pursue different um, either cyber or, tech or technology roles? Yeah, I think it's twofold, right? Um, sometimes we also are, you know, we're products of our environment. Someone said something to someone at one point in thought that made them think that they're less than right? Or made them think that they can't do it. I would say stop listening to the demons of your past and stop listening to those voices who try to hold you down, right? I, I think that to say that it's all women and, oh, it's us standing in our way all the time, um, that's, that is a disservice. And I think that one of the things that we have to realize is when we see another woman struggling or we see a woman telling them, themselves, that they can't do something, ask why. Ask what's the reason, right? Or help. A lot of times when I was growing up, there was no women in that I knew in technology. None at all, right? And then when I became an adult and started working in technology, that's when all of a sudden all these women who I grew up with, right? Nice. In my church, in my area, like I grew up, they're like, oh, I lead the technical function here and I graduated computer science and I did this and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> where did you come from? And why didn't I know this? Like, why am I struggling on my own? Right. Like people are telling me I can't do it. And I didn't see anyone who could tell me that I could. And as soon as I started doing it, all of a sudden I started seeing all these women. Right who are out there. So I just would say the women who are making it, who are there and working, be visible because someone's looking, someone's looking for you, right? Um, they're looking for you. 
because that you may be the thing that actually causes them to get out of their way and come in and, and decide that they actually can do it. Sometimes it just takes seeing something. Um, I heard a saying one time that said, uh, you can't be what you can't see. I don't believe in that saying. I believe that it's hard to be what you can't see. You can do it, it, but it's very hard. First of all, for those of us that's already there, let's make it a little bit easier for those. So well said, and I really do think representation matters. And it it could be as something as just, you know, seeing someone be where you want where it is that you want to be that makes you think okay I, I can see be there too and for me that that moment came I'm not sure if you know are familiar with the movie Hidden Figures but mm-hmm. that has literally changed my life I watched it and that was honestly the reason I got into STEM because I'm like wow like I'm so passionate about science technology math and I'm like wow these three women literally overcame all odds to make such a profound difference. So that representation really does matter. And I love how eloquently you put that. Yeah. I also think, I mean, you talk about hidden figures, the things that those women went through. Right. We don't have to go through the same thing that they went through. The women who came into security and even technology 20, 10 years before I came in, I don't have to go through what they are going through or what they went through. The women who come after me, you don't have to go through what I am going through. And I just say, we just have to keep it moving and keep opening up that door so that we can knock the the hinges off the door and like kind of blow it all up so that more and more can come in. And it won't be such a hard barrier. I absolutely love that. I think you said that so well. It's about kind of, you know, not only building the bridge, but expanding the bridge that we, you know, keep that um, momentum going. And I think that is so well said. So I appreciate that as well. Absolutely. So recognizing and celebrating the accomplishments of women in technology is one way to help challenge stereotypes and provide positive role models for our generations. Octavia, today we want to thank you for paving the way for current and future technology powerhouses in cybersecurity and other technical advantages achievements for uplifting and mentoring young women like me and allowing us to see that we are indeed technical enough. I really, really appreciated your time today, Octavia. Wow, what a great discussion. So many phenomenal insights. And I hope after this, our audience members take away that you are indeed technical enough and there is nothing that you can't do if you really set your mind to it. Thank you so much for your time today and for saying yes to being a guest again on the Wit Love podcast. Awesome. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. And you really have pushed us outside to and you really have pushed us to think outside the box today, and you really made this a truly thought-provoking episode. To everyone that is listening, we trust that you enjoyed this discussion and look forward to our next episode. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love to hear from you, so please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Bye for now. So there you have it. We trust that you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to the next month. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Until then, thank you for listening. With love.